there. You are listening to the Love and Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Johnson, and I am on this earth to help you recover emotionally, physically, and spiritually from miscarriage. It's definitely my calling. It wasn't all that long ago that I too suffered three miscarriages of my own and six years of infertility. And I really know how painful and lonely the journey can be. Over those six years, I developed some really solid tools for releasing the emotional pain of loss and for truly healing from the inside out. And I'm here to share them all with you so that you can feel like yourself again. So if you've had a miscarriage or experienced the loss that infertility brings, because there is a loss there too, you are in the right place. And I'm so grateful that you're taking the first step toward healing by joining me today. Let's get started. Hey there, welcome to the Love and Loss Podcast. This is Sherry Johnson, and you are listening to episode number 27. Today we're going to talk about back to school season and how to navigate it after you've had a pregnancy loss. We're coming up to the first day of school in Canada, which is where I live, and I'm sure in many other parts of the world, although I think in the U.S., some states may have even already started this week. So I want to give you a bit of the backstory. After my miscarriages, probably Mother's Day and the first day of school were among the hardest of days. Just seeing all of the first day of school pictures all over social media just broke my heart, knowing that I would never go back to school shopping for my three babies that I had lost. I'd never post pictures of them all over social media. I'd never watch them come running home after school to tell me all about their day. All of those things, those cute kiddos in their new outfits, smiling and ready for their first day. It was enough to get me way down in the dumps and feeling sorry for myself. Are you with me? The other trigger for me in terms of back to school is one of my friend's little girl. My friend and I were pregnant at the same time during my third pregnancy. And you know who you are if you're listening. Our girls would have been born just a couple of months apart. So they would have grown up together. They would have been in the same grade at school. They likely would have played together while her mom and I had afternoon tea. And I love this kid. She's absolutely adorable. She's funny. But she's also a constant reminder of how old my own child would have been and what she would be doing and wearing and all the things. This year, she's going into senior kindergarten. And it can be a lot to bear when I see her little face in back to school pictures. At some point in my misery after my three losses, I decided that I wanted to celebrate all of these little munchkins instead of lamenting the loss of my own and and our future together. And instead of going through that same pain year after year, I I eventually just had to do something. So I took some action towards my own healing 
and I came up with some strategies for keeping my own peace. And I want to share those strategies with you today. They're, they're not super involved. This is going to be a pretty quick episode and I think they're, they're pretty simple strategies. So stick with me. So the first thing that I do is get out some essential oils. In my early days of oil use, which was right around the time of my second and third miscarriage, I didn't, it, it didn't really occur to me to use oils for emotional health. I just mainly use them for physical health. I diffuse them. So I was getting some emotional benefit, but I didn't really delve into it all that deeply. But then doTERRA came out with an emotional aromatherapy kit, and that was when I dove in. I'll put a link to that kit in the show notes in case you're interested in getting one into your own home. It's a a kit of six essential oil blends, and they really are aimed at at honing in on, on six kind of major groups of emotions. And on the first day of school... I tend to use one of those. It's called the Console Comforting Blend, and it really does make me feel better. Something in my heart just shifts when I breathe that one in. So I get that one out first. I use it topically and I diffuse it. And then next, I honor whatever feelings are coming up for me. Having grown up in a religious family, it was really tempting to judge myself for feeling envy or jealousy for the other women who get to do all the things with their children that I didn't. And I told myself that it's wrong to feel this way. I bought into, you know, one of the 10 commandments, I shall not covet thy neighbor. But at the same time, telling myself that it's wrong only led to guilt over feeling that way. I couldn't help feeling that way. And so when I told myself that, that it was wrong to feel that way, I just ended up filling myself up with more negative emotions and it it wasn't at all helpful. So now I say, honor your feelings, whatever they are, whatever you perceive as right or wrong about those emotions, just let yourself feel them. It's normal and it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. If you're triggered or if you're just feeling sad over what could have been, let yourself feel all those feelings. Next, I pick up a pen and my journal. If you've been with me for a while and you still haven't picked up a journal, get to it. It's time. I get it. It's it's difficult to get yourself to do it. I even struggle with it myself sometimes, but when you do you will thank me. Journal writing is so revealing. It really allows you to uncover so much about yourself and why you feel the way you do. And when you can uncover that, you can begin to release those emotions. It's very healing. So I really encourage you to just pick up a pen and a piece of paper even and find yourself 15 minutes of time and, and write about your emotions. I actually have four journal exercises for you to make it easier. So I'm going to guide you right through how to get out all the emotions around back to school and how to do some healing yourself. 
So all you have to do is just read the questions and start writing. So put aside 15 minutes for these and I would even set a timer, use your phone, whatever you need to do for at least five minutes per question. Quick interruption here to talk about creating your best year. We are just over six weeks into 2024. And if you haven't seen any improvement towards getting to your best year ever, even without kids, then you need to download my free guide on how to create it. You will discover what might be standing in the way of your best life. I've got three mistakes in there that you might be making that are keeping you stuck in grief and how you can really tap into what you truly desire in your life. You can get that free guide by going to sherryjohnson.ca slash best year. I will link that up in the bottom of the show notes so you don't have to worry about the spelling, but it's sherryjohnson.ca slash best year. It's a free guide. It's going to help you to create your best 2024, a year full of purpose and meaning and joy. So go grab that now and let's get back to the episode now. The reason I recommend doing that is because you kind of want to stir things up. You, you don't want to just hit the surface. You want to get underneath. You want to get into your heart a little bit. And, and sometimes your, your brain wants to protect you from going there. So it'll tell you to stop. Your ego is going to tell you to stop before you actually hit the sweet spot. So keep writing past the point when you think you're done. So here's the exercises. Number one, write down all the emotions that are coming up for you when you think of the back to school season and really dig into those emotions. So I would start with just a, I feel whatever the emotion is because whatever the reason is. But you want to get into the more of the because. So some examples of the emotions that you might be feeling. Sad, angry, annoyed, hopeless, anxious, disappointed. There's so many different emotions that you might feel. Try to find the word for that emotion. And then you want to write down why you feel that way. And... Maybe ask yourself, what beliefs do you have that are making you feel that way? And what beliefs do you have that are making you feel stuck in that emotion? So let's take hopeless as an example. It'd be very easy to write something like, I feel hopeless because I'm never going to get pregnant again. And I want you to ask yourself, first of all, if that's actually true. So is that true or is that a belief that you've told yourself is true when it might actually not be true at all? And so then we can go to the next question, which is kind of around, uh, what's, what's the belief? Like if, if you're, if you're feeling hopeless because you think you're never going to get pregnant, so the, the, 
belief is that you're never going to get pregnant, but why do you believe that? Is it because you've decided that it's just so uncertain that you, you can't imagine possibly getting pregnant or has a doctor actually told you that? And is, do you actually believe that that doctor is correct? And then once you get to the idea that, well, it's uncertain that you might be pregnant, how does that uncertainty make you feel? Is there a way that you can move through that uncertainty and allow it, just allow, allow it to happen? Or is the way, is there a way that you can make yourself uncertain or sorry, that you can make yourself certain? Um, can you do more research? Can you talk to some people? Can you, what are all the things that are holding you back from doing the things that will allow you to feel the way that you want to feel? instead of feeling hopeless? How can you go from hopeless to hopeful? And what are the things that are holding you back from that? Back to the the initial question, Um, write down the emotions that you feel, but then try to get at why you feel that way. And, And then why you feel that way. And then why you feel that. Keep asking that same question until you go deeper and deeper. Peeling off the onion layers is the way I like to think of it. So that's the first journal exercise. The second one, write down, I am triggered by X because of X. So most of us are triggered by back to school photos or something someone says about back to school or some aspect of it will trigger us. The way that I view triggers is that they point to a wound. They point to a place inside of us that needs healing. So if you can identify what you were triggered by and then ask yourself, why were you triggered? I feel this way because it's going back to kind of similar to the first question, but it's really honing in on the trigger, on a trigger that, that kind of makes you um, angry or irritated or annoyed. Triggers usually make you feel flawed in some way. So underneath of a trigger, you might find that there's a feeling, there's an emotion, or there's, there's the idea of not being enough in some way, shape, or form. So see if you can figure out what is beneath that trigger. How are you feeling flawed? How is that person making you feel flawed and what's the flaw that you're feeling as a result. So that's going to help you get at the, the wound or the, the healing that you need to do. So that's number three, write down what you're triggered by and, and why you're triggered and how that trigger makes you feel flawed. Question number three or exercise number three, write down who you compare yourself to and then who do they, who does that person or who do they compare themselves to? In the case of back to school, we typically compare ourselves to other moms would be the most common or other dads or maybe other families. And it triggers us because we want what they have or we miss what we would have had that they now have. And, and we compare ourselves to, to them 
and their lives. We compare our lives to their lives. We decide that theirs is better than ours. Um, there's all kinds of things that come out of that comparison. So dig into the comparison. Who are you comparing yourself to and what exactly are you comparing yourself on? And then the second part to this question is who are they comparing themselves to? So those people are also comparing themselves to someone. And if let's take, for example, a mom, a friend of yours that, you know, posts a picture on social media, and then she writes something about it that triggers you, you are comparing yourself to that person and they're also comparing themselves to someone else. So generally in that scenario, they're probably comparing themselves to other moms. So they're feeling like they have to measure up to all the other moms and they're not a good mom unless they take pictures of their kids and post them on social media. And they're not a good mom unless they buy their kids uh, new outfits for school. Or they're not a good mom if they don't pack them a lunch. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, they've decided or they have a belief about what a good mom does and they're reacting to that. And so their words and their pictures and the things that they do often reflect who they're comparing themselves to. And that can sometimes bring out compassion towards them. So I have a third part to this question. And, and that's around if you're feeling flawed because you're comparing yourself to someone, imagine that you are a friend who's feeling flawed or feeling badly about herself. What would you tell that friend? What would you tell yourself? What would you, what would you, just, what would you say to your friend and say those words to yourself? So that's number three. Write down who you compare yourself to and why and what, what you're comparing yourself to exactly within their lives. And then who are they comparing themselves to and see if you can muster up compassion towards that person or those, those people that you're comparing yourself to. And then talk to yourself as though you were talking to a friend who was feeling flawed as a result of a comparison. So that's number three. And then the fourth exercise, write down what you can appreciate about where you are in your life right now. So I read a quote the other day and I can't remember where I got it from, but it, it reads, you cannot feel fully satisfied with where you're going until you can accept, acknowledge, and appreciate where you are now. So I want you to get into that feeling a little bit. It's a bit like gratitude. It's appreciating where you are on your path, where you are in your life, and, and just write out some of the things that you can appreciate right now. Think of maybe if you're having trouble coming up with things, think of the people you've met as a result of your path or things that you've done that you never would have done, things that you've learned maybe, or things that you're now doing differently as a result of your, of your loss or your path. That should begin to help you bring forward an appreciation for where you are in your path. And you can't, it's very difficult to experience negative emotions when you're mustering up positive ones. So appreciation is a really positive emotion. 
And so is gratitude. So you can just ask yourself what you can be grateful for in your life right now, if that's easier. And that will begin to bring forward the positive emotions within your heart. So let's wrap up by summarizing the points and the journal exercises. And by the way, you'll find these in the show notes. If you want to come back to them, if you're if you don't have a pen with you right now to take notes with, or if you're maybe listening while you're driving or walking. So the show notes are at sherryjohnson.ca slash 27. And okay, so wrapping up. Uh, number one, get out some essential oils if you have some. Or um, as I said, I'll put the link in the show notes to doTERRA's aromatherapy kit. I love doTERRA's console comforting blend when I'm feeling down. And number two, honor your feelings. Don't judge yourself for them. Allow yourself to feel them and forgive yourself for feeling them. Just allow yourself, let them come up and and know that it's okay to feel all the emotions. And then number three, journal on the four exercises. So those four exercises are, first one is what are all the emotions that come up when you think of back to school and why do you feel that way? And what are the beliefs that you have that, that might keep you feeling that way. And the second one was what are the triggers you're feeling and what's the wound beneath them? What, what is it that you need to heal that, that, that trigger is, is showing you. And then number three, who are you comparing yourself to and who are they comparing themselves to? And then what could you tell yourself if you were talking to a friend feeling flawed, what what are those words that you would say? And say those words to yourself. And then the last journal exercise, what can you appreciate about where you are in your life right now? That's a wrap for episode number 27. I hope you found some value in this episode. If you'd like to go a bit further and dig into more of the emotions you feel when you're triggered, I do have a free guide for you. And I'll put it in the show notes. It's called The Ultimate Guide to Releasing Any Trigger After a Miscarriage. And as I said, I'll drop that link in the show notes at sherryjohnson.ca slash 27. And as always, I would love to see you over in my private Facebook group where women just like you are connecting and learning from each other. And I'm also in there providing tips and words of encouragement as well. So join me at um, the Facebook group is called Miscarriage, Love, and Loss, and I'll put that link in the show notes as well. About next week, I'm actually going to be taking about a month off. I have a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm working on for you that I'm super excited about, so I'm going to need some extra time to be able to pull that together and get it out to you at the end of the month. So I'll be taking a bit of a break from the podcast, but I hope you will come back and I will, of course, let you know when that is on my Instagram account and my website. You'll find new episodes then. And of course, if you join my email list by uh, downloading any of my free downloads on my website, then you will know then as well because you'll get the updates in my email newsletter. All right. So I will talk to you soon and I'll sign off for now. Until next time.
Before you head out, I would be forever grateful if you left me a review on iTunes as that's going to help other women who are suffering from miscarriage or infertility to find this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll be back next Thursday with another episode for you. In the meantime, make it a week of nurturing and healing for yourself. Bye for now.